We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome back to the Pack a Day Podcast with Steve Perhatch and Trevor Josser. I'm Josh Zirkle. Follow us on Twitter, Trevor at Trev underscore knows. Steve, what is your Twitter handle? You just changed it recently. Remind me what that is. It, it, well, just full on name, at Steve Perhatch. At Steve Perhatch. That's easy. Very simple. And I'm at Josh Zirkle. Uh, slightly less simple, but guys, we need to talk about the offensive genius of Packers head coach Mike McCarthy, Trev, the you're in Wichita now, but you're I still am. you are still in Packers Nation. So let's not lose sight of that. But well, I, I actually this weekend I went to the Chiefs game. Oh, did um, you really? They were, they were playing the Jaguars and they got Jaguars got smoked. And um, I will say that Arrowhead Stadium lives up to its name as the loudest stadium. Is that it right? Does get real loud there, and it was a, it was a fun experience. It was rainy the first half. So we kind of explored around, but uh, third quarter it warmed up and it was fun. It was a good good experience. Now so I don't know if I'm in Packer Nation, but actually, uh, Trevor, that's false. Everywhere is Packer Nation. So okay, sorry, just yes. for future edification, so you know, okay. America's team, right? Exactly. <laughs> if you are within 500 yards of a slice of cheese, you are in Packer Nation. <laughs> I'm always 500 yards within a slice of cheese, or within a mile of Lambo. Then you're in Packer Nation. <laughs> Yeah. All right, now you got my curiosity peaked, and, and we'll get back on topic here for a second. But Arrowhead is, if I'm not mistaken, like next to Lambeau, is that the oldest stadium in the NFL? I mean, that's got to be right up there. Did it feel like you were in a, a mausoleum of sorts, or is it has that place uh, been updated to some extent? 
it's funny that you kind of compare the two because when I go to Lambo, I mean, obviously they've had major renovations and upgrades, but right. I was walking around thinking, man, I wish it was like Lambo. And I don't mean that atmospheric wise or whatever, but there's just so much more to do at Lambo. There's so many more things to, if you want to sit down or grab something to eat, it just felt like there was nothing added on to the stadium from what it was maybe 50 years ago. And I don't, obviously I haven't seen it 50 years ago, but right. Um, I can see if it's if it's that old. I could see where it is old, if that makes sense. No, it absolutely makes sense. Did how was the food? It was good. Uh, they had we went to this bar that was like underground, and they had instead of ordering from a menu, Ooh, speakeasy. You you go to a buffet style table, and you just grab whatever you want and pay at the end. Oh, I like that. Except for the paying yeah. at the end part, I, prefer, I yes. like to skip that yes. part whenever. Was possible. there was there brisket involved? Because I feel like if you go to Kansas City, there's got to be some sort of smoked brisket or yes. there was one part of the buffet that had a huge line i'm gonna guess that's what it was but who knows it was a dead okay. pig friends just pull parts of it and told me that was the best smelling stadium he'd ever been to because he just smelled <laughs> all day long all right speak, uh, speaking of uh you know pork and a pig with an apple in its mouth uh <laughs> this was this is going this was like so when the off season Oh, we get a we get a new general manager and and Brian Gutekunst. We get a new defensive coordinator at long last, and Mike Pettin, a, a very qualified guy for that position, and Mike McCarthy, who somehow saved his job, promises to revamp the offense. We have a run game coordinator, a passing game coordinator, and then an offensive coordinator who is Joe Philbin, by the way, a retread, and McCarthy is still calling the plays. Trevor, I want you to weigh in on this. When you when you hear about like, oh, we're going to change everything, and then like the big changes you're looking to see don't happen, is that frustrating? Do you get angry? You probably don't get angry. You, I think it would be very difficult to make you angry. But like, what are, what are your thoughts on on what is happening with the Packers now and and the results uh, not being what we expected for the first month of the season? So is. Uh, a change at play calling the main thing that everybody wanted and expected, or was it maybe Ted Thompson leaving and Gutenkust, however you pronounce it, coming in? Is that I thought that seemed to be like they did it. They 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 made the move. Now anything that kind of happens is 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 icing is on the cake. Forward. Yeah, I think it was Don Caper. Dom Caper's finally that leaving. Too. That was like ding yeah. dong. The witch is finally dead. It would have been Dom Caper's being gone and Ted Thompson being gone. Those were the two moves that everybody was calling for. Yeah, I I don't I don't know I, it seems just it's just one of those things where from an outside perspective looking in it's obviously the team isn't playing well and their their record is I mean arguably a lot worse than it should be but you I mean you could also argue that they could be one and four at this time um, but I'm I didn't watch the game on on uh, on Sunday right now baseball has my attention i know people might get mad at me for saying that but yes um i'm just looking at the box <laughs> score and 442 yards from rogers and 100 yards on the ground 5.7 yards per carry between two running backs like seem to be doing all right and i think a lot of people are wondering do we want to see more of the running game do we want to take the ball out of rogers hand and put it into these backs who are actually producing over five yards a carry is that something we want or do we want to keep it in t- in the best quarterback in the league's hands i think i think it was robert mays on the ringer who was and mays read up uh did a nice write-up of the whole situation with mccarthy and i think he was lobbying correct me if i'm wrong 
Steve. He wanted Aaron, he was it was a lobbying for Aaron Jones for Aaron Jones to get the ball more. And then that is correct. And then it was uh, Jamal Williams and, and Montgomery that got more carries combined than Aaron Jones did. I think it has more to do with the idea that not that Aaron Rodgers or the offense is not producing, but that Aaron Rodgers has to do everything, and that Aaron Rodgers, who is now one of the most highest paid athletes on planet Earth right now, uh, his advice, his wishes are not being heated. I mean, just be, almost being, you don't want to say spat in his face, but the respect doesn't seem to be there. Communication doesn't seem to be there. And Mike McCarthy almost just being defiant. Maybe it's a microcosm of, of things. Maybe it's not. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are, are in a divorce, I guess. They're like dividing up the China over there in Foxborough, and everything seems to be fine over there because they're still beating the crap out of teams. But they just went to a, you know, a team that Sam Darnold took apart in week one uh, and got their butts kicked. Yeah, this is what I've kind of, after reading that article yesterday and then going into it and, and going through, if you follow – any of the Packaday podcast guys, there are several of them that break down the plays. And Trev, if you watch the game, like the stats are great. They are, but those were second half stats. Those were padded stats when the Lions were playing too deep. And it was just here, take, take what's underneath. We're not going to give you anything big, but take what's underneath. And eventually they started getting touchdowns and slowly climbing back into the game. But part of it's, Tom McCarthy, because McCarthy seems to be stubborn and just is operating in the same mentality of 2011 of I'm smarter than everybody. I'm going to have my guys win their matchups and we'll go from there. The problem is everybody says they're not winning the matchups and Aaron Rodgers has to do everything. But you start watching some of the film from the first half of the Lions game. There are guys wide open and I don't know if Rodgers isn't seeing it or what the issue is, but there are guys running wide open and he is making the wrong choice. It's not the Aaron Rodgers, the elite Aaron Rodgers we've seen for so many years. I don't know what's going on with him, but right now it's on McCarthy, but it's also on Rodgers. I was just going to say, so why is that on McCarthy then if players are underperforming? But I guess, I mean, maybe a more balanced attack would maybe take some of the pressure off Rodgers, kind of like what we've been saying. Um, I just... Is it, can't we just, I don't know, can we just say that the Packers don't have the talent they need to compete at this level, or not at this level, but compete for a playoff spot right now? I mean, for the first couple of weeks, everyone was, our defense is terrible, our defense sucks, um, our defense didn't improve, and now it's all on the offense. I, is it, it's just frustration between, up from fans because, one, they, you know, because they're losing. Yeah, it's not what we're used to from this Packers team. But it's over. it's 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 the it's the Clampett truck. You got all the crap piled up on top of the truck, and somehow the truck is still going down the road. It's fine, and it's fine. But then, like one thing falls off, and then another thing falls off. It's like okay, Aaron Rodgers has a bum knee. Okay, now you're playing. You know, Valdez Scalding and St. Brown are getting a bunch of snaps now. Oh, Jimmy Graham's not doing anything. Oh, we've got an offensive line we got from Craigslist. So it's just like when Rodgers is not perfectly healthy and saving the team, that's when everything bad starts to happen. And it's up to McCarthy to get this thing working. The guy ran Brett Favre out of town and talked about what a great stable genius he was. Maybe I'm getting him mixed up with somebody else. And then Rodgers got hurt. Brent Hundley did squat. And it's just like, why does Rodgers have to do everything? I guess is, is my 
legitimate question that I want answered here because I don't I don't think McCarthy's a value add. I don't think he's a value add at all. I mean, I, he might even be a negative. And then I don't think it's unfair to ask like why are we why do we have the most talented quarterback in a generation and our team suck? I think that's a fair question. You're you're not wrong. I mean, it's something that if if they were winning, we don't care. We leave this question alone. Sure. It's just put it to the side. But since they are not performing the way the Packers have performed and at playoff level, especially with the Bears improving, um, it's a question that has to be asked. I think what, what we were talking about yesterday, the bigger question, why what, – what, what the hell? Why can't we play Aaron Jones? Why is he so steadfast in his defense of Ty Montgomery? To, is it because he turned Ty Montgomery into a running back? Is that why he has to play him? Vanity is Project. Jamal Williams, like – it's clear that there is one guy who is a better running back. It's not stating that the other two are not good, mm-hmm. but one is clearly better. Aaron Jones is the best running back on this team. He needs to be getting the ball 15 times. You can split, split the rest between um, Williams and Montgomery, but man, this like this is not something that's not hard to see. And I know he came out and said, oh, well, there's more – than running the football to be a running back. And I, I'm sorry, the name, the, the word running is in, <laughs> it's in the job. Wait, what was the rest of that quote then? Isn't that the, yeah, that's the job of a running back is to run effectively. I mean, it's it's partially trying to say, you know, pass protection. And, right. Okay, you that learn kind of job. But still. You can put the other pass protectors in. You can in figure out ways to when make you need to. But if Aaron Rodgers is lobbying to get you on the field, you got to think his pass protection is satisfactory. At worst, right? You yeah. gotta feel. You gotta think he's at least comfortable. Like I, I know that this what this kid can do, okay. and we'll make it work. Now I want to hear what you guys think. Going back to McCarthy, because Steve, you talked about we're hearing this because they're losing. Now I know a couple of people that have have pointed this out in the past when they were winning that McCarthy still wasn't that good of a coach, and he was his errors were being masked by Aaron Rodgers' greatness. Have you guys always felt this way? Or do you agree with that? Well, I don't that? know. I, yeah, no. go ahead, Josh. I was just going to say that you know when they the, the Packers departed from the uh, the the Bill Walsh coaching crew when Holmgren left, and uh, you know the 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 staff started to, to trickle out. I would say that the questions I had at that point uh, were not answered. I, I think Holmgren's credentials as a head coach, as an offensive mind, are are beyond question. Uh, McCarthy just has not blown my skirt up at all. And I know you've won a world title. You know what? George Seifert's won a world title. Trent Dilford's won a world title. You know, there are times where you can just be along for the ride. And that's how I feel like McCarthy's relationship with Aaron Rodgers is. I've always believed that even before four, I would say four or three years ago when Rodgers literally just started like lighting up the scoreboard like it was, uh, you know, Labor Day fireworks festival at the riverfront. Uh, Just ridiculous that we've not been able to get more out of Aaron Rodgers. He hasn't had enough talent around him. You spent a bunch of money on Jimmy Graham when I can't believe there was that much of a market for him anyway. We didn't really talk about that. But, uh, yeah, just in short, my answer is Mike McCarthy's just never done it for me. Steve, I don't know how you feel about that. You know, I think when he came into the league, he was good. He seemed like he had that good relationship with Rodgers. They were working together, finding things that worked. And I don't know, I felt like he – he, early on, and when he had Joe Philbin, they they knew what they were doing. They they could manipulate 
players into the right spots, and all of a sudden Jordy's behind the everybody multiple like ten times a year getting long touchdowns. Yep. So I think early on he had that. The biggest issue I have is he hasn't seemed to adapt because right. he's been here for so long now that he's still running the same. It seems like he's running the same offense from 2011. And I know he came out and said since Rodgers was hurt, they couldn't, they haven't been able to introduce a lot of the new schemes and things that they they have had implemented over the offseason. I, I find that hard to believe that the reason you're not doing it is because Rodgers is hurt. He can still run around. He's fine. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean that that part I find hard to believe. I mean, you see Andy Reid, he's doing new things, moving on from what he used to do. I think if you want to be able to continue to coach the Green Bay Packers, you're going to have to start doing different things because if it doesn't result in I would say a second round playoff appearance, yeah. I don't think he's back next year. Yeah, I've said that I said that at the beginning of the year that I think he needs to win a playoff game and and let me make one more point on McCarthy and then we'll move on. Uh, and not just McCarthy, but everybody that that Rodgers is blessed by being in his presence has gone that has left Green Bay hasn't done squat. Philbin left to coach the Dolphins, and remember you had that whole uh, Richie Incognito locker room gate thing. And then who was the douchebag that was coaching the Giants? Uh, the McAdoo? McAdoo, who was like we all thought, oh, he's a quarterback genius, you know. Manning's numbers went down. That locker room went straight to hell. They finally cut Eric Flowers over there. The guy's just absolutely wasted. It's a top to 10 be pick. Fair, McAdoo had the best hair in the NFL, though. The best or the worst? <laughs> oh, it's hands down the best, man. Like oh the grease God. back, slick back. Yeah, it was good, man. I liked it. So, but I mean, that's just like everybody, Aaron Rodgers makes everybody look great. And then once they get away from Aaron Rodgers, and, you know, Mike McCarthy with Brett Hundley. I mean, same thing. It just, you know, the emperor has no clothes. So where do we draw the line? Steve, you said two. He has to make it to the second round. Josh, you said he has to win a playoff game. I say he should be out if they don't make the playoffs. So that's just me. Yeah, I think so. And is it like NFL is the only sport where they don't have that or they have such a long leash for coaches? I feel like in any other sport, I'm going to make a comparison with baseball. I mean, the Yankees were a couple wins away from the World Series last year and they fired their manager. It's like, yeah. what do we have to do to get this guy out? Like, I don't get it. Well, I think some of it's dependent on the market. And I think when you have an yeah. NFL team that's that's just so well supported no matter what happens, you're reluctant to change anything. You know, yeah, that makes sense. In a market like New York. You know, and the other thing with the Yankees, like the Yankees aren't competing against necessarily the Red Sox or the Orioles. They're competing against Broadway. They're competing against the Mets. They have to make headlines. So like sometimes firing somebody, especially when it's inexplicable. Like that can be good because you have people talking about your team. I don't know if yeah. that really translates well to uh, the NFL or in a small market like Green Bay, the small market, quite frankly, with all due respect, it to Salt Lake City. I mean, that makes sense. Who knows? No, I mean, think about it. Think about like what we talked about earlier this year about jerseys. It's the same exact thing. Oh yeah, you're gonna upset some people. You're gonna. Green Bay Packers are tried and true. They are a flagstone of the NFL. We're the old, or, you know, we're one of the oldest franchises in the NFL and everything like that. They don't just go out and make knee-jerk reactions. The same reason Mason Crosby's still on the team. You don't make, they don't make the knee-jerk reaction. They no. did it one time, what, what they did, they hired Ray Rhodes for a year. And as soon as they knew that was a mistake, they're like, nope, we're done. We need to make sure we get the right hire this time. Um, so yeah, I don't, I think that's the reason he's he's been around long enough because they continue to win. And 
perennial playoff teams making the playoffs was it eight or nine years in a row right that's something that you it's very difficult to fire a team fire a, a head coach that can do that guys we have a we've kind of over gone over time but let's point our our spears toward the san francisco 49ers in a, a monday night matchup which could be pretty good might be kind of disappointing and really just could suck give me your thoughts on uh, a team that has uh, their backup quarterback in C.J. Beathard, or as I like to call him, C.J. Beathard, because that's how he basically spells his mm-hmm. name. Uh, a, a very good defense, but a team that, that's in that rebuilding phase. And I think some thoughts on the 49ers, guys, if you got them. Uh, I think this is an absolute must win for the Packers. Um, going into the bye week to get some confidence. Yeah. Uh, you, like you mentioned, Beathard is starting. Garoppolo's out. Isn't there? Isn't Matt Breda, Breda out too. Um, so I thought maybe he was a little banged up. He's questionable, up. I, I believe. Could right have misread that, but um, so, even so, they're a little banged up on offense. But you got the Rams and the Patriots coming out of the bye week. And uh, with the way we're playing now, I don't know if those are going to amount to much. So um, I, I expect the Packers to win, and I they need to win. Steve, what about you? Yeah, I'm I'm not going to go out on a limb on this one because I expected them to win in Washington and I expected them to win in Detroit. So right. it's not a good sign. I don't know. Uh, good thing they're playing up a bank against a backup quarterback. For me, it'll be interesting. I'll be I'll definitely be watching the game. I'll have the laptop up with the Brewer game on, so I'll be splitting duty between those two. I mean, <laughs> Steve doesn't care. Man. Steve's yeah. checking out the baseball. It's like whatever. Are you kidding me? The Brewers could go to the World Series, Jack. This is <laughs> Call me this in November. <laughs> but no, I mean it's. Uh, I I completely agree with Trevor that they have to win this game if they're thinking about the playoffs because their next two games easily could be lo- could be losses. So they need to make sure they at least go into the bye thinking positively with a win under their belt. The line is Green Bay minus nine and a half. Would you take yes or no, real quick? Would you take that nine and a half if you're San Francisco? Uh, it is the game at home or is it away? It's at home. It's at Lambeau. Oh, it is at Lambeau. Oh, yeah. it's at Lambeau. Oh, sh- never mind. <laughs> Packers uh, win. Packers win. Packers win, but do not cover. Okay. Yeah, I go with that. I go with that. I'll take that nine and a half. I think it's gonna be. Um, you know, it's a good. It's a good test. This is a, this is a pretty I good defense. I think the Packers will cover. I'll, I'll go out on a limb. Oh, oh, okay. Well, little Lynn then for the Brewers fan. Very <laughs> nice. <Yeah. laughs> once once they cover, then you each have to send me something from your respective cities. Oh my gosh. And, uh, yeah, yeah, a little bet. We'll have a friendly wager here. Yeah, we get a, get a piece of uh, tumbleweed from Wichita, and I'll send you, uh, <laughs> you know, an old Bud Light bottle from here from from Northern Alabama. How about that? You know, I'm okay with that. Yeah, free stuff. Free stuff's free. I mean, I like it. I'll, I'll wrap it in bubble wrap. It'll it'll get to you. A tumbleweed piece. Bud Light cheese bet. Is that what we have? <laughs> here, I'll, <laughs> send, I'll send you some cheese. Bets. Little, little Gorgonzola, right. or whatever they have up there. All right, we're out of time. Sort of. I mean, time's a social construct in the podcast world, but uh, we will have a new show for you tomorrow. Steve and Trevor and I will have a new show for you in two weeks. We thank you very much for making us part of your podcasting experience. Uh, we hope you continue in, to enjoy the Pack-A-Day podcast. Uh, until we talk again, we'll see you on the Internet. Take care. Wide to the right side. Slots it up to the left. Adams and Scantling to the left side. 
St. Brown on the slot of the right. Snap to Rogers. Fakes the handoff. Throws the left side of the end zone. Wide open. Valdez Scantling. Touchdown. And Rogers signals to the sideline. Go for two. Power eye formation for Green Bay. Rogers under center. And the fake to Jones. Rogers throws right side. He's got Kendricks tumbling into the end zone for the touchdown. One yard touchdown pass to Lance Kendricks. And snap to Rogers. Looking around on second down. Throws the left side of the end zone. He's got Devontae. Touchdown. Devontae Adams. 12 yard touchdown reception. Packers jump back in it. It is 31 to 20. Rodgers takes the snap, pump fakes left, goes long, left side, in the seam, he's got St. Brown circle, roots outside the numbers, 40, 45, 50, down the left sidelines, accelerating to the 30, and then pulls out from behind, inside the 25, at the Detroit 23-yard line, wow, what a play that was by the rookie, my goodness, 60-yard pass play. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.